In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. What beautiful words this man Zacchaeus hears from Jesus. He hears the words, Today salvation has come to this house. What words we so wish and long to just hear ourselves. We long to hear these words, Today salvation has come to this house. When we think of salvation, we sometimes think of it as a definitive rescue. A definitive rescue of God from the wages of our sin. We can think of salvation as freedom from the wounds which bind us and keep us at a distance from God. All in all, salvation at the very rudimentary understanding of it, salvation is a gift that is given by God to those who are in right relationship with Him. So understanding salvation in this way, we have to look and dig a little bit deeper in the gospel, a little bit before the one that we heard today. Jesus speaks of salvation as being difficult for those who are rich or maybe even those who are selfish. Because as we see earlier, Jesus speaks of this, to this young man who had many possessions and he talks to him and he says, well, he, he asks him first, he says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And so Jesus says, you know, have you followed the commandments? He says, yes, I've kept these commandments from my youth. But then Jesus asked him a little bit more of him. He asked him a more radical giving of himself. He doesn't ask this of everyone, but he asked him, sell all of your possessions and come and follow me. And this man, this young man, what did he do? He walked away from Jesus sad, for he had many possessions. So Jesus, right after that, he says, it is more difficult for a rich for a camel to enter the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. But then here in this gospel, Zacchaeus, who is a chief chief tax collector, and the scripture says he was a rich man, this man hears these words from Jesus, today salvation has come to this house. So what is it that Jesus is tackling here in richness that can happen in many of us? Well, in abundance. When we have a lot, many of us grow up with very little. And then we grow up after a lot of hard work, after a lot of um, blessings from God. We grow up in abundance. And in abundance, there can arise an attitude or even a perspective of entitlement which can creep into our relationship with God and poison this understanding of salvation as a gift. What is entitlement though? 
We hear this word thrown around left and right and we look at the rest of the world as entitled and not us. Entitlement is when we begin to believe that all the things we have that are privileges in nature, that are privileges, are actually things that we deserve. Entitlement is when we begin to believe all the things which are actually privileges are things we deserve. And let me tell you, our salvation is in danger when we begin to believe as if it is something that's owed to us, as if salvation is owed to me by God. We might begin to think this because what we've done for the church, how long we've served the church, what we did to make uh, things of the church happen, that we begin to think that you know, this, the church would be nothing without me. What Jesus says to this, as He says, after you have done your work of service, remember and say to yourself, we are unworthy servants, we have only done what was our duty. Whether it's because of who, or what family we belong to, what lineage we come down, how much our mother comes to church, and how much she prays for us, how holy our lineage is, it doesn't matter how holy the rest of your family are, that salvation is not given to you or deserved for you because of this. Jesus says to this, He can raise sons of Abraham or sons of God even from rocks. Whether it's we, we think we love greatly, or that we have a big heart, or that we do so much for people, or that so, many of, so much of our love just goes unnoticed or unrecognized, that you know, I love so much. If you believe that you love greatly, what Jesus says to this, is, He says, if you have loved, it's because He has loved first. The origin of your love is, found, is foundational, is found in God Himself, who is love. We have to begin to see that these gifts that we have by God, especially salvation, is a privilege and not a right. They're privileges and not rights. So we begin with the Eucharist. The Eucharist, which is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus, which is offered to us every single Sunday here on this altar, it is a great privilege there are so many Christians who have been living absent and away from the Eucharist because they don't have an opportunity to get to the Eucharist. They don't have maybe a church around them and they're living in secret and so they don't have the Eucharist or the Mass available to them in such an accessible way. And here, as a privilege and as a gift, we have it so ready available but we begin to murmur and to complain. The fact that we have a priest, we have a priest, not saying me in general, but the fact that we have a priest is a privilege and a gift. So many Catholics, even Christians, live in the world without a priest available and they, they are hungering and just asking God for a sort of direct 
nourishment from Him without the priest available. But when you don't have a priest, you don't have the sacraments. And Mar Abraham, please don't forget your past. Mar Abraham, please don't forgive your, forget your past. Remember those years where you were importing priests from San Diego, those newly ordained priests, because here there was no priest assigned and readily available. So every week you get a different priest and you'd have a breath of fresh air because now you have at least a priest to celebrate and to give you the sacraments. If you don't remember it, I'm sure there's some people who do. And now not only do you have a priest, but you have three priests in the entire valley serving this community. Maybe before you would say, oh, we don't understand English. We don't understand this priest's English. We feel a cultural disconnect. We feel as if he's far in, in mind and understanding from, from you. All right, you got it. I might not be perfect, I might not be the best, but I think you can understand me now and I think you can relate to me as I speak to you in the language you understand. You have what you've been complaining about, maybe. We have what we've been complaining about. And unfortunately, I don't see a great response from the community. Thankfully, you are here. And I'm so blessed and I'm so glad to see this community responding to this. But we have a, a priest. And so, many, so often we think of it as a right that we deserved and not a privilege. We have the sacrament of confession, which is so readily available to us. All it needs is a call. You can make an appointment with me. You can find a, a local Catholic church and confess to that American priest who doesn't know you. It's so readily available to you to receive and hear these words of salvation, of absolution, which are given to you where your sins would be wiped away in an instant just from the confession of your sins. And we just think, I'll do it later. I'll do it around Christmas time or I'll do it around Easter time. And we put it off and put it off expecting and anticipating that it will be available later on. But that's not the response which Jesus rewards. That's not the response which, which Jesus here blesses. And we avoid this confession or whatever privilege it is that's given by God as assuming it's just always going to be there. We don't just do it with the church, we do it with our entire life. Whether it's your wife, your husband, your kids, your house, your work, everything that you have, it's not only because you worked so hard to get it, because, because of your hard work and your hard effort and your determination, your perseverance that you got it. The fact that you have it is a gift that is given to you by God and at any moment that can be taken away from you. It is a gift as hard as we work for it, as much blood, sweat and tears as we put into it. It is a privilege. My priesthood that I've been given is a gift to me and it's a privilege. And it's not a result of hard work in seminary. It is a gift and a privilege that I have to sit here. And I stand here in front of you 
as most unworthy of this precious gift from God. Sadly, we approach a lot of aspects of our lives with this attitude of entitlement, which is the product of the deadly sin of pride. And in Zacchaeus, this rich man, we don't see entitlement. Actually, we see the opposite. We see a responsibility, a quick response. He saw the opportunity arise when Jesus is walking through the street and there's thousands of people probably crowded around Jesus and Zacchaeus is a short man. And so he makes a fool out of himself and he says, this is one of my only opportunities. I probably won't see Jesus again. So he makes a fool out of himself, climbs a tree just so he can see him. He doesn't let the opportunity pass by because he saw that my opportunity to make things right with God is now, is today. And when Zacchaeus did this, he didn't walk around and respond in complaining that he was too short. He made things work. He didn't wait around for another day, but he knew that the time for repentance was now. And do you know what response he had? He was received, he received Jesus joyfully. He received Jesus joyfully. And this is in direct opposition to the young man who walked away sad because he had so many possessions. And for him, salvation was immediate. So the fruit of Zacchaeus' efforts, of his awakening of his responsibility and his relationship with God, was brought by this unhesitated response of giving. And the result of this was joy. And so for you and me, we have joy and sadness in front of us. We have the gift of salvation or the world which we chase after placed in front of us. The question is, which will we choose? Amen.